Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Switch to Allstate and save and get protected from this year's mayhem. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Week six. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Bear Denver, you are there, headed to Lawrence. We will get to that. Are we good so far? Yeah, well, yeah, we, we, we are good so far. I do want to just uh, start the pot off with a little bit of a somber note and just a shout out to someone who uh, I used to work with in, in, in research and SIG at ESPN, and now she works for Major League Baseball. That's Sarah Lang, who uh, you won't probably find some, maybe Tim Kirchin, maybe Jason Stark might be two people that love baseball more than her and she does a great job and she just made a, a post on her twitter account about some struggles she's been going through and uh was diagnosed with als so we want to uh i just want to give sarah oh, a yeah. shout out and, and let her know we love her and we're thinking about her no doubt about it one of the best brutal when we lost her from espn i really really hope she gets better and takes care of what she has to do unbelievable talent um seeing her grow as a researcher and then i turn on mlb network and she's on the set with the guys uh a true true great great person great worker um so yeah our thoughts and prayers are are with her sorry to hear about that uh other than that we have a town that has wanted you and now you're going there are we, we are. good? Are we good with Lawrence? Are you you're on good wavelength? Oh, there? absolutely, absolutely. What are you kidding me? Okay. It, it, without okay. a doubt, it, it was so funny because people, I think, misconstrued what I was tweeting last Saturday about. Like, I think people, some people thought I was like being sarcastic about that. Like, what it was meant to say was just like the beauty of this sport. Like, if you, you look at the October eighth or whatever it was going to be uh, in August or July when the schedules all come out. Like, oh, there's no way game day won't be at OU Texas or Alabama, Texas thing and then with everything that's going on. And and here we are for a battle uh, that was a that had a a 0.01% chance of meeting its unbeatens with with TCU and Kansas. So uh no, it's awesome. I've always said anytime we go to a place for the first time or the first time in a long time, are my favorite shows. And we're certainly uh looking forward to uh, to getting there. Uh, in the wee hours on uh, wee hours tonight, I should say, or Friday morning after the uh, the Broncos and Colts. Very good. I will uh, start out by saying everybody. Th- I remember being at the PGA Championship in Tulsa this uh, mm-hmm. past spring, early summer, and that's the day Jimbo went crazy. And I'm sitting there with Gene Wojciechowski. He's like, "I hope yeah, October eighth, circled on your calendar because <laughs> you're going to be coming to Tuscaloosa and." <laughs> No one's going. Um, we've talked about it earlier. We did Daily Wager earlier this week, and people asked us our thoughts on the game. I don't have any because of the unknown with Alabama and the quarterback position. I've had that injury. I had to deal with, you know, constant, you know, contact down there, and that's what took me so long to get back and honestly never right through a whole season. But Bryce is a quarterback, and I think as long as he does this proper stretching, rest, I, I don't think he's going to be needed in this game. Do you have anything to offer? You know, no, I, I, I can't. I can't imagine he would play. Uh, the one thing I would look at in this game would be I, I haven't seen the team totals yet. Uh, I would look at oh. Texas A and M team total under. Uh, yes. I, I can't imagine that 
they're they're gonna. This might be a situation where remember that game at Clemson a couple of years ago where where A and M went up there and they were a massive underdog and yes. it almost seemed like Jimbo just kind of called the game to avoid them getting a bear. Remember they had that long like single drive in the fourth quarter, basically to just kind of like manage the score. I, I kind of feel the same way here. Like they're not going to score many points at all. Uh, they're not going to get many big chunk plays at all. E- even Alabama, I think, offensively with Bryce likely out, you're, you're going to see the offense that you saw uh, in the second half last week against uh, uh, against Arkansas. And that doesn't mean Gibbs and, and the quarterback and some other guys can't can break some long runs. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's going to chew clock. It's going to keep the ball away away from A and M. So uh, I would think that uh, A and M team total under would, would be the play. Well, that gets me to a question I had for you because if I – now we do the math. You're the math guy. A&M against Bama, the spread is 51. Uh, let me check here. So it was 24 so that you may, you're making it – So 30. you're looking at 38-14, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd go – go, Yeah, I'd 14. If you, could, if you find a 14-and-a-half – if you have a 14-and-a-half out there or something, that would be uh, something I would look. I mean, let me look. What, I, what, these okay. games might be up yet. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at DraftKings right now and see uh see if see if they have a a total up. That's the uh, that's the app I have open. So Clemson is going to ban uh, the bandana red bandana game at Boston College. Automatic stay away from me. But this was my question for you. That's forty eight and a half, and the spread is twenty. Here we, here, here, well, here we go. So yeah, of course they're gonna go thirteen and a half. As opposed to 14 and a half of 14. Oh. Yeah, th- yeah, 37 and a half and 13 and a half. So we were right on 30. Yeah, I'd still wow. go under. I'd okay. still go under. Me too. Who scores more, a- A&M or-, or BC? I'll say BC only because I think with Djokovic, they have an opportunity to maybe get some some passing opportunities uh, after they're down by 30 and, and, may- and maybe – get some hollow points through the air against the, the, that Clemson secondary. Uh, maybe they got some guys who can stretch the defense a little bit better uh, and take some more downfield shots than uh, NC State were able to last week. So I would say BC scores more points than, uh, than, than A&M. Yeah, a couple things on that. Just going back and watching, had Mississippi State last week, turn that on. Haynes King comes in. It looked like Max is dinged up. <laughs> I, I, I just I just don't see it, man. And all that comes with it, the one thing that can control, I think Saban has a, has a control of, is that defense. And I think AM is just up against it. They can't do anything. They're super vanilla on the offensive side of the ball, and that's what scares me. So that's the first thing I looked at Sunday. I was trying to do that math, and I'm like, all right, 38-14, I would go under AM. And then I'm looking at Clemson. I think that would be around the same, right? BC, BC is 13 and a half as well. Yeah. So I watching Clemson back on tape last week, Bear, I just they just keep coming at you. They just keep rolling guys in and watching NC State. I they they did some things in the first half. They got the halftime 0 0, uh, you know, in a 10 10 game. And they come out. In the third quarter, and they go sat on their first downs on their four drive, sack, run for no gains, false start, and then a run for eight yards. So that's still negative yardage uh, when you're starting to drive in that place in a night game against that defense. 
You're not going to beat them doing that. And I, I just feel it was unfortunate. There was miscommunication. You saw the offensive lineman just not being able to communicate, mixing up um, protections, and it, it got him. And that's what Clemson does, man. They absolutely terrorize you every single snap. And it's just it's just tough. Um, I just think Dracovic, with all the injuries on that offensive line, I think that's a tough one because um, the, the Clemson defense is, is real. So I just thought that was interesting seeing that both those two teams had um, the same uh, team totals uh, that I was looking. But that's that's funny now that they threw the 13 and a half in there. Uh, so you go for two field goals. Uh, but let's go to the game in Lawrence. I do have a pick on this game uh, on dot com. Uh, I like TCU. When I think about the matchup, I look at what Kansas did last week. It's the hardest thing to do is forget how good or bad a team looked last week into the following week. But Kansas has to play better than they did last week. They will. Uh, Jalen Daniels will be better. But the thing is, the other side, that, that TCU offense, I mean, they just come at you in every single way they can. They spread you out. They run vertical. Their run game is vertical. Duggan's in the run game, accounted for over 400 and something yards of offense. I think Kansas is going to struggle stopping TCU, and I think they're going to struggle keeping up with TCU. I like a high-scoring game. I will take TCU minus the six and a half. Yeah, I um, I think it might be a little high. I mean, look, I think TCU is better than Kansas, and I think if you look at uh, I mean, there there are a lot of power ratings and a lot of metrics that have Kansas right around like the what like the sixth or seventh best team uh, in, yeah. in the Big Twelve. I mean, the, the, that that's the thing. Like, you can look at it both ways. You can say, "Hey, uh, Kansas, you can win 35-27 or whatever it's forty-five, whatever it was against West Virginia. You can win those games, and then you can win mm-hmm. a an ugly fourteen-eleven game, uh, and that's the sign of a of a good team. Like, you can find a way to win." In, in, a, in a variety of different ways. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the, the, the metrics and the analytics usually don't lie. And mm-hmm. uh, those, power, those power ratings didn't come into play. They realize uh, how badly Kansas was outgained last week, how Iowa State kind of just gave the game away with missed field goals and mismanaging the, uh, the, the, the final drive there. But at the same time, you got to give the defense credit for keeping him in the game. Uh, I think TCU will win uh, but at the same time, I don't know if I'd want to lay six and a half, seven points. I, I think I think this can be a little bit closer because while we talk about Kansas trying to forget about last week and how and, and people forgetting how bad they played last week uh, in a win, people need to kind of get the impression of what they saw from TCU out of their mind from last week. Yep. Roll it up seven, no 700, 700 yards against an Oklahoma defense. Which, which couldn't stop anyone. By, and by, by the way, a little quick segue, uh, maybe we might be uh, congratulating ourselves on, on Oklahoma under nine and a half this week. Uh, I, was told, I was told who's Oklahoma going to lose to, and they've already lost twice. So, Very good. I was waiting for you to get that. I wasn't going to bring up the team from Ames' name. Unless you did, I know oh, we have. No, some, uh, I mean, I mean, we'll I mean just... what are you, what are you doing, man? Like the kids already missed two field goals, and one's a short one, and now you run the now, now you run a play, you're a, a foot short, a foot and a half, two feet short 
on the wrong hash and you're going to send him out there again? I mean, it was funny. I was watching the game with Pollock on the bus. And like we turned and looked at each other and, and Pollock's son, Nicholas, was there and uh, his buddy. And I turned to and like at the same time, we were like, this, he's absolutely hooking this thing left. And like we could barely get it out of our mouth before it happened. Like you got to go there. You, you can't sneak the ball for, for, for two feet. Yeah, so frustrating. And you said another curse word before when you said Tulsa, uh, losing losing them by a half a point after having the ball first and goal. I think at the four, and they were unable to score. And I lost that game by a half a point because I'm not allowed to buy it up in the column. So that yeah. was frustrating. Understood. When I looked, and you said it, how, forget how TCU looked last week. That's why I went back. And watch the following week against SMU. I know SMU looked like trash last night. But that was a brutal spot for Sonny to go back and play his team in Dallas. And Duggan and that offense came right out from the jump and jump-started that game and got them to a win that they needed. And I just feel like that the, the speed they have, the, 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 I mean, that's, it's a polished machine. And Duggan is a guy in a day and age right now, this week, you're starting to read more and more that is a huge problem in the sport with guys supposedly asking for red shirts with week four games done, knowing they could yeah. keep an year eligibility and then transfer. It's an epidemic in the sport. It is a serious problem. And then going back and reading an article with Duggan saying, I wanted to stay because I wanted to graduate in December. I wanted to graduate from TCU. I'm a part of the business school and I love everything that I've gotten out of it. I just wanted to be here with the guys in the locker room. You don't hear these guys anymore. So, yeah, I'm kind Correct. of rooting against America's new team in Kansas. I went against Appalachian State, who was America's <laughs> team a couple of weeks ago. Winner. With James Madison. Winner. Thanks for the gear, James Madison. I'm glad, I appreciate you watching, listening to the column, or reading the column, and listening to the podcast. So, I I, I understand it. I, I grabbed, um, had somebody go do something for me Sunday out in the desert when I saw this line open at four, so we're in at four, but I can't get off it. It's still six and a half. I love TCU in this offense, and Duggan is a major reason. Uh, Mackenzie, our researcher for Daily Wager, told me he got yesterday 100-1 to 1 on Duggan to win the Heisman. And I'll tell you right now, if he wins this game in the fashion that he did last week, that thing's going to be about 8-1 to 1 because they're going to have two huge wins out of their way, and uh, it's only going to get steeper. Um, so I, I just thought that was interesting. It's, it, it's, a, it's an awesome story. Uh, him staying there and and not winning the job, and then unfortunately getting it an injury My in Colorado, injury. and he is taking it and run with it. So I'm really fired up for that game. Happy for the people in Kansas. Uh, I'll be out there December 17th for my first trip to Fog Allen. So uh, you can warm them up for me, Bear, while you're out there. And, and that and that's the, the we were talking about the the kids transferring from SMU and like poor like like that's the great thing about Doug stuck it out. And like you're, yes. you're one play away from being, and, and here he is now the starting quarterback. Like, yeah, on, on top I, of I'm, the world. As someone with an eighteen to one ticket on TCU to win the Big Twelve, I'm uh, I'm rooting for the uh, for the Horn Frogs this week myself. And I'll say this: sorry, sorry, discuss, sorry, Kansas. It's all good. Scott and I talked about this on our pod earlier this week. These guys cannot just up and leave the first time adversity strikes, man. you got to fight through something. It'll make you stronger. It'll make you better. And you can't pull the coaches and play me. Coaches trying. Coaches had a lot of pressure to win games. And it could be a combination of the kid 
being everything given to him coming up. It could be people, you know, bad people around him in their circle, giving him bad information. It's a combination of bad, bad things in the sport. And I just, I, I just, I wanted to point out the Duggan story because it's that good. Because now it seems like that's the minority. And it, the easiest thing is to do up and leave and see where I could do with, with NIL at another place. Uh, you have he had, he had he had no. I remember the TCU game, the Oklahoma game last year that we did. He had no business playing in that game. The injuries that he was got, he had a broken foot and something, and, and he's out there playing. So yep. easy kid to root for, someone you want to see succeed. I will say this too. I think I typed it in our email earlier this week. I am not scarred, I'm a little biased though. When I see game day and TCU is the visiting team. I was out in Provo when back, I think that was Andy Dalton. TCU came in game day at Provo, smoked them. Then mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City, TCU comes in. Salt Lake City has game day places, tremendous. TCU comes in and gave them a dose. So those things I think, back I think that I think that game in, in Salt Lake, it either until the Ohio State-Nebraska game a couple of years ago in Lincoln, when Ohio mm-hmm. State won by 90. That, that TCU win at at Utah was the largest margin of defeat by a, by a game day host in, in, in a home game. Okay. So you got that that's another forward. reason that's, that's in my head is just seeing that. I understand Andy Dalton's not the quarterback of TCU anymore, but it's just things that come with what we've seen in, in – Saw in in our travels. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, you have a pick for Friday. Yeah, I, I've been I've been against Houston twice. Uh, you both won, both won uh, the UTSA game, and then last week I'll admit I mean I would not feel very confident uh, once. Lane was down to their third spring quarterback. Like how mm. that was an inexcusable loss for Houston. But at the same time, they're still better than Memphis. Like if they haven't thrown in a towel on the year and they haven't quit in, uh, on each other, uh, and if they want to go compete in, in the season, they're better than Memphis. Like, like I know Memphis has the better record, but you've beaten Navy, Arkansas State, North Texas, and Temple. And your defense has given up a ton of yards and points. Like I can't get excited about Memphis laying three years. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna buck the uh, buck the buck train and uh, and and how poorly Houston has been so far. And I am going to take the three with the uh, with the Houston Cougars. 
I have two totals. Uh, they're both overs in the column. Uh, you can check all our picks out on the chalk section, ESPN.com. Those go up Thursday. We possibly will add picks. There's a couple things. Yeah, I think I got two games as well. I think I'm going to have a Yeah, so keep an eye. That'll update, um, you know, obviously before the games go off Saturday. Uh, I want to go to Tempe. Washington off that loss in a great game against UCLA is laying 14. The total's 56 and a half, and they're at Tempe against Arizona State in a very rare day game in Sun Devil Stadium. We don't get these a lot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be in the 80s. But when I look at Washington, I think they learned a lot about themselves last week. The offense came out great, and then UCLA made adjustments, and they weren't able to overcome the combination of turnovers and then UCLA finding those matchups they wanted against that Washington secondary, turn that game real fast. Credit to Washington for not giving up and coming back and making it a game. But when I look at Washington, I see a team. I think DeBoer's going to have that team focused. He knows it's a tricky game going down there on the road for the second straight week, but they're going to be buttoned up on offense. SC was just going through the motions last week against Arizona State. They put up 42. I think this Washington offense is just as capable. Like I said, they'll be more buttoned up. They'll be more focused. And that Washington secondary is going to give up plays uh, to Arizona State. So I, I think that number is too low. I like over 56.5 in Tempe, four Eastern kicks on Devil Stadium. Uh, so that's that one. And then you, what do you got? You got another Pac-12 game in there. I do. I, um, yeah, I, I look. Crazy things happen when Oregon goes on the road to the state of Arizona. Um, it's been like three three different head coaches, teams, Arizona teams that have had losing records or four or five losses and coming in different poorly. And Oregon has struggled mightily in, in, in the state of Arizona, whether it's been uh, U of A or whether it's been Arizona State. Uh, mm-hmm. Oregon coming off of one of the better performances uh, of, of the year last week, blowing out, blowing out Stanford, the comeback against Washington State. Now you go on the road, a long trip. You got to face Delara and that offense. It's going to throw the ball all over the place. Uh, they may not win outright, but I, I mm-hmm. think thirteen is too many here. So I'm going to take Arizona. I was State. looking at I was looking at that spot for Oregon. Stayed up till three thirty in the morning to watch Oregon come through. Uh, against Stanford, helped the column, but it's not as tight run as like when I watch Washington. Way too many offensive penalties. They did capitalize on some brutal Stanford turnovers. So that's an interesting spot for Oregon, knowing what they have. UCLA coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's a lot. I think uh, Washington State could also find a way into the column, knowing what SC looked like and what they have next week. Uh, you know, in weeks previous, I think Washington State's in a big, big, uh, big spot going to Los Angeles. So keep your eyes uh, open for that. My other total right here in the snake pit, Purdue, Maryland. Why this number is 58 and a half, I have no idea. The capability of these two quarterbacks and the playmaking skills of their guys around them are just going to be too much to handle for both defenses. I understand Purdue has been great defensively against the run, but I think Maryland's going to beat them through the air. I think Purdue is going to throw the ball all over Maryland too. I, a high scoring game. I kind of like Purdue uh, in this spot. They should be undefeated, man. Golly, those two losses. Penn State at home at mm-hmm. Syracuse. 
had both those games yep. won yep, a couple sure times. Did. So credit to Brom and overcoming those losses and going to Minnesota and getting a huge win and making that Big Ten West a dumpster fire. So uh, 58 and a half is, is too low to me for these two offenses. I like over uh, 58 and a half with Maryland and Purdue. Do yeah, you have I, anything? Go ahead. I, I, thought, I thought about Purdue eventually. Okay. Uh, I, I'm kicking around Mississippi State. I don't know what that number uh, is ultimately mm. going to land on. Like, that's got to be KJ out, right? Yeah, I think KJ out and bad secondary – like, like, like bully, bully could throw potentially all over them there. I see, uh, I see an eight and a half at the South Point. I see nine and a half everywhere else. So uh, maybe I can go run to and see my friend Chris Andrews and, and fire it on the states at some point. Uh, I, I I thought about Notre Dame only three and a half against BYU. Uh, I think that Notre Dame defense will will travel, and, and I think they they might be turning a little bit of a corner. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball as well, uh, so th- those were the other couple that. I, and then I was thinking about a uh, an Auburn team to a little under with, with how the, the Jordan, even without uh, uh, Jalen Carter, uh, I wonder privately. We, I, I talked about this on a uh, on our game day call earlier this week about. I wonder privately, like if you if you gave Kirby truth serum, like like he might is he like secretly happy. With, with how that yes. game went last week, that they struggled and still won. Like, now we can totally tighten the screws. You've got an Auburn team that's uh, incapable of scoring uh, coming in. Like, like shutout is, is in play here. And I saw the team total was nine and a half. Like, are, are, they, are they scoring? Are they scoring twice? Like, really? They're, if Georgia doesn't want them to score, they won't. So, I, I, yeah. I looked at an Auburn team total under as well. Unfortunate with the Carter injury. But, I mean, Auburn getting 30 in that game, that's just crazy to think about. I'm with you on Notre Dame. They were – I had fingers on the t- on the keyboard. I just can't do it with Drew Pine. I, he worries the hell out of me uh, for Notre mm-hmm. Dame. I love every other aspect. I think Notre Dame's going to run the ball. But what, is he going to be able to, to throw the ball when they need him to? I just don't trust them. Uh, so, that I, I can't, I'll probably end up taking him. Saturday, but I'm not putting them <laughs> in the column. I just I can't do it. Bear, you had some interesting thoughts on the Big Ten slate on Daily Wager yesterday. Uh, I, it's, can it's, you it's, can you get into how much you love the Big Ten slate this week? Well, I, I I can't wait until Friday night to to order order into the hotel and have DoorDash bring me whatever from uh, wherever in Lawrence I decide to order from and just lock in. To Nebraska and State University of New Jersey on on Friday night, and then we'll, we'll, and then what's going to be great is uh, we've got the early game. We got a four o'clock game on uh, on Saturday with in East Lansing between Ohio State and Michigan State. Happy Michigan State under week uh, as well, uh, which we'll cash this week. So I get I get my I get my share of that, and then we get to cap it off after that game, and I get to settle in and lock in and watch. Uh, that Iowa offense against Illinois, so uh, it, it's going to be a great. It's going to be a great viewing. So, I mean, if I can sneak in on a second screen, Wisconsin Northwestern, uh, that that would be a, an added bonus as well. So, yeah, there are some just fascinating matchups in in the uh, in the in the Big Ten this week, and I can't I can't wait to to watch as many of those games as I can. On the flip side, however, tongue and tongue in cheek. Uh, on the flip side. Next week is a great schedule. 
So we got to sit through the poo-poo platter this week to get to the big-time games next week. I hope Michigan's in a good routine for these noon games because, no boy. No kidding, man. Holy cow. That's, I mean, I hope they're morning guys, right, because it's not, it's not over anytime soon. Penn State next week. Uh, and then, you know, the Ohio State game will be noon too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it will. Is that line going to go up to 24, Michigan, Indiana? Probably. Right. I mean, they, I mean every week, Michigan is among the most, the, 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 most, the highest ticket count and the highest money count. I'd have to take I'll, Indiana I'll, there. Have to. And, and you didn't bring in, you didn't bring up the game at, in, at Ryan Field, Wisconsin. Northwest. Oh no! I, I said I want to try and sneak in oh, a, little, a little, oh, okay. little bit of that on, on, on a second screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if uh, honestly, that that game does have uh, some intrigue, though, to uh, to see how Jimmy Leonard does in his first game there as head coach. That I get both sides of this decision, like all the success that 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 Paul Christ had. But at the same time, the trajectory of that program for the last couple of years has been down, and it's the. In the I think I said it last week on the like, they looked so ordinary, and average, and just every negative word like I like so. Again, I mean, compared to Ohio State, so it's hard to to draw that comparison when you're on the field with uh, one of the best teams in the country, but. Like it, it, it's clear, like their talent level has fallen off, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I, I when I was reading this this offseason, just about what they had coming in as a roster. First of all, I've never been a Mertz guy. The numbers were just correct, just staggering to me that that yeah that was the best they had, and they beat out schools for him. Recruit, he's the biggest quarterback recruit they got as a freshman. So. It sounds like all these people talking about Leipold and the, the other guys that are conservatives. This is Jim Leonard's job. This is Jim Leonard's job. I don't understand. That's why, they, people, that's why they did. That's why they did. Yeah, it now. It's, it's a trust exactly. Reversal. So I, I don't. I don't think there's a win total he has to get to the rest of the way. I mean, he can still win win the West the way it is. They're they're one game. Any, back, anyone right? can win. Exactly. Anyone yeah. can win the West. So that's. Uh, that's your Wisconsin uh, take there. Do you have anything else in the column before we talk to some ranked versus ranked? No, no, no. Those are the only two that I had in the column right now, Houston and Arizona. And then, like I said, I thought about Mississippi State. Uh, I thought about uh, Notre Dame. And I was waiting for the team totals to come out that I might wind up putting in there uh, later today. All right. I thought for sure you were going to have LSU in the column. Tennessee, minus three, 65 <laughs> the total. Plenty has been made about the start time in Baton Rouge. But how didn't LSU find its way onto your column? This is this is bare written all over it. It, it, it does, and I thought about it. Uh, I, I normally this would have been a spot where I would have loved to to, to go against Tennessee and fade Tennessee with uh, with Alabama on deck next next week. Like, but it, it would like if they would have had Vanderbilt or, or South Carolina or, or or Missouri or something like that. I would have absolutely been all over whoever they're playing plus the points. But, I mean, the, the fact that it is a good team that they're playing, a team that, uh, that they're going to have their full attention, like this isn't a sleepwalk game. Now, they may go in there and lose uh, because, uh, 
Daniels might run wild on them like Anthony Richardson did, and they, the LSU offense might make some big plays against a defense that has a ton of problems. But uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't feel great about um, like, like the same confidence level that I would have taken seventeen or whatever with Missouri or whomever else as opposed to only taking three with LSU, who who I think is slowly finding their way defensively. They're getting yeah a lot better. And, and I think they're 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 coming together as a team. I mean, if I had to play the game, I'd take LSU, but, but gotcha. I, I just don't know. I just don't know if it's column worthy. A couple things on this game: Tennessee in the last twenty years is two and thirty-two on the road versus SEC West team. That's that's insane to me, insane. Yeah. And when I think about this game, Tennessee absolutely needs this game because next week you have Bama coming in. Most likely, it's not going to work out. I understand you're at home, but all that has gone on. This team averaged 41, giving up 41 points a game outside Neyland Stadium last year. You can't do that and be a top-10 team in the country. You have to go out off a of bye week with your you know, quarterback leader, Heisman candidate, and win this game. And that's why I, I can't put Tennessee in the – I want to put Tennessee in the column. I can't. I, I don't trust them. And I think the Cedric Tillman injury is big. Because he was mm-hmm. the guy. When Hooker was in trouble, he was the guy. Now, the other guys have come along huge. Hyatt's got 23 catches and three touchdowns. He's been phenomenal. But Tennessee has to get this win, and I don't trust them, and it's mostly because of that defense. The defense has just been not good. Uh, you know, I thought that Pitt win was good. Then we see Pitt lose to Georgia Tech last week. So it is and, – and in Florida – Going back and watching that, they carved them up. Turnovers were were a killer there. And the end of the half and then coming out of the half, it's a 14-point swing uh, Tennessee gets, and that ends up being the deciding factor as they win that game and don't cover. Does Missouri have anything left in the tank against Florida? Sure. Why, why wouldn't okay. they? Okay. I just thought they, they exuded did. a lot of energy last they week. They did. They did, but, I mean, I think it's more of a – like why? Why would Florida like? What? What's so special about them? I think they found themselves Missouri, offensively Missouri, in Knoxville. Missouri, Missouri's Missouri's done very well uh, yes. against Missouri in the past. Yep, understood. There, I was just just a question I had that uh, was interesting. Let's go to the fighting chippers. Uh, Utah comes in mm. to UCLA. I will say this. This is not the Utah team everybody is accustomed to, okay? When I say that, and I mean this, no one has watched Utah since week one. (laughs) Nobody. They've been on Pac-12 Network twice, and then they were an 11 o'clock kick against San Diego State. That was the week I gave them out, so I did watch them. But this isn't isn't the same Utah defense with big guys up front that are really going to stymie your run game and create blocks and, you know – you know, get double teams and let your linebackers run free. It's not that. They they are undersized up front. And when I think about the injury to Keithy, it's huge. I went back. He had a touchdown against UCLA in 2019. That shows you how long he's been around. I think it's the same deal as last Friday night. I think it's a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. I think Chip knows he has to score in order to win because that's the other thing. This Utah offense is way more uh, – advanced than they were last year uh, when he took over. So I think it's another uh, a spot. I think UCLA has the goods offensively. I love the offensive line. I love the playmakers. 
I just don't know if Dorian could be as good as he was last week because he was absolutely sensational in that win against Washington. Yeah, the, the one thing that worries me is just how Utah has absolutely annihilated them the three years that Chip has been there. Now, like you said, I think uh, you look at this Utah team, not the same. You look at the change on the defensive side of the ball that Chip made. Uh, that can't, can't things can't be worse. But I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Utah offense because it is uh, so much different. I mean, even without Keith in the lineup, uh, with, with Kincaid and, and, and the things. Uh, that, that he can do and, and Thomas and, and the, the backs that they have in there as well, who uh, who were threats um, as well in the, in the passing game. Bernard, uh, it, it does present a different uh, challenge this week. It, it, what a, what a great couple of weeks coming up in the uh, mm-hmm. in, in the in the Pac-12 with SC Utah next week uh, as well. Yeah, it's it's good to see these teams with with numbers ranked uh, next to them. So that always helps things, obviously. Uh, my other pick in the column, again, there's a couple teams out there that have not covered the spread this year. Stanford is one of them. I will take Oregon State. I say it every week. Team speed is a problem for Stanford. They don't have any. Oregon State has tons of it. And if Oregon State didn't turn the ball over four times, they're in that game with Utah. They went up and down the field, and they just can't. The turnovers have cost them a win against USC and being in that game at Utah. So I think Oregon State, late game, plenty of seats available at Stanford Stadium. So I think Oregon State goes in and, and scores a bunch and, and and covers easily against Stanford. What else uh, intrigues you as far as ranked teams? Um, Oklahoma State in a tricky spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma State I think is in a tricky spot because this is kind of the game that – uh, you can see after the big win uh, against Baylor, and now drawn in the national eye, uh, laying what is it? Ten, did it did it touch ten now? Or is it still nine? And yeah, half? it yes, touched ten. I, I got nine and, and a half. Yes, nine and a half now. Like, I, I, I can see Tech. I don't think Tech's very good, but but, but I can see the offense scoring some points in that game. That game would um, that, that that game interests me to see how they bounce back from uh, from that big win. Um, NC State, Florida State interests me as well. Uh, I, I, after look, I wanted to believe in NC State last week, and and then seeing them in prison, that Clemson's defense may have been uh, the reason why. But wow, NC State has no like deep threat, difference maker type players on the outside. Like like Clemson snuffed out that 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 short pass, that screen game. And oh. that was it. That was it. And it's a team that they can't run to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida State did lose last week at home to to Wake, and Hartman had a great game. But I, I, I don't think they're going to – the NC State offense is thinking, isn't the same type of scheme that's going to uh, do what Sam Hartman did last week. I, I could see I, – I, I could see Florida State nearly made it into the column as well. That was one okay. that uh, I, I thought about as well. So that, that game is very interesting to me. I, this game fascinates me because you said it with NC State. I want to believe – I still kind of do believe because I think that defense is serious. And why I love that matchup against Florida State because it's better than anything they have faced. And it's at home. It's a night game. They have to get – they have to get a good effort on tape, I would think, NC State. They just haven't gotten there, and I'm still in the belief that it is there because when I watch the tape, you touched on it. Clemson 
is so versatile defensively. They run eight different guys out in the D-line. They get upfield and are constantly in the quarterback's face, but they're so good and athletic, and their scheme is so good that they sniff out any screen. Anytime they ran, tried to run, I think it was three screens in the first half last week. Clemson, I mean, he had to throw the ball in the dirt. They, they, they're, they're so fast. Uh, so I think NC State's offense will obviously be better at home. I still think there's there's place to be made. He just there, – there are some things that came open late in the secondary, but he didn't have time to throw them. So do they adjust accordingly and go more of a short game? I think you'll see that uh, against Florida State's defense. Uh, I still think verse coming back from Florida State is the ultimate difference maker. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm really interested in this game to see how it plays out because this will tell me more about Florida State. Um, if, if they go and win this game, that, that, that tells me they're primed for a big season. So that'll be a, a really good game uh, in Raleigh uh, Saturday night. Who will emerge with the winning streak from Western Dade County, the University of Connecticut or Florida International? The answer, and there's only one answer, is the University of Connecticut. But, man, this line keeps going up. It was five and a half last night when I wrote the lines down. This yeah, is, I, say, I, I, still see, I still see five and a half. That's what I got. Oof. It was three. Really? Correct. Yeah. So, I saw it open. Yeah, I see open four and a half. Okay. Maybe. I thought I saw a three uh, Sunday there, when I first checked the lines. Is there a look-ahead line on this game? Maybe, maybe they posted a look-ahead line back in, uh, <laughs> back in the summer on this one. <laughs> uh, New Mexico State came back down to earth. I'll tell you that one. Like, I, I just saw New Mexico State because I um, we was looking through the uh, – I couldn't remember if Nevada had two wins or three. Just kind of going through Nevada's uh, game log, knowing that I have a season one total under on them. So I'll be, I will be uh, calling for – Colorado State this week to they still got Hawaii too, which worries me. So we'll see. Yeah, there's actually a good game out there uh, late Friday night with UNLV and San Jose State. Yeah, UNLV UNLV, absolutely. Yep, sure, sure is. San Jose State has a chance. I was uh, looking at their schedule just to see, like the winner of this game should feel really good about themselves, knowing Fresno's not going to have Hainer for. It sounds like a, a. at least a couple more weeks. Boise is just I, – I, I don't even have words yeah, yeah. Bland, uh, for that. Bland, yeah. basic, so whatever. The winner of this game is is got a, a huge chance. I mean, I just want to pull this up for you. San Jose State went to Auburn. That's their loss. They lost by eight. Beat Wyoming yeah. in Laramie last right. week. Yep. So here you go. Fresno State next week, pro- probably no Hainer. At New Mexico State versus Nevada, versus Colorado State, and then you got at San Diego State. So they could get this thing right in yeah, real quick. Could really get, they could really get this thing going. Yeah. Wow, that, that, that's a – wow. That's, you talk about getting uh, getting some breaks there, especially with the first but, – but you, you, like the games you want on the – like New Mexico State, Correct. you get on the road. Utah State, you get on the road. And then you end with that terrible Hawaii team. Mm. I wonder. If, I wonder if there's a uh, with the if there's an adjusted season win total on that, or a adjusted winner of the Mountain West. Yeah, that's because they're going to get there. Yeah, that's a let's see college football. Let's see if we got. I, I know they don't have the Heisman prop out here in the uh, <laughs> in the in Arizona in Colorado where I am right next. I've looked before at the uh, 
the Doug and Dale Team Futures Conference winner. Let's see. Mountain West. Yeah, you can still get them at five and a half to one. Mm. Boise, Boise, Air Force, and Fresno are all are all ranked more than them. Wow. Or, or, or shorter prices, I should say, ranked more. I can't even talk. Huh. Huh. I'm going to have to. Fire away. Make, we'd have to make a mid pod play. <laughs> Why not, right? Absolutely. You got the goods. Go ahead. Absolutely. Sitting here and sitting here, perfectly legal. Why not? Let's do it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, the other thing we have to get to uh, in the SEC is South Carolina at Kentucky. And obviously everything goes crazy last night. The game comes off the board. Obviously there's a ton of talk about Will Levis. Uh, you know, dislocated his finger last week. It sounds like he's questionable. He's going to be a game-time decision. So that line was 10.5 all week, and now it's 6. And I'll be honest, I haven't done my backup quarterback homework for the for the Wildcats but I got to feel they are not feeling good about things because of how close they were last week and they did not oh, play they well away. Yeah. I mean the turnovers in the red zone the kicking game was just tragic and then your teammate trips your kick returner when he's headed to the house so we've talked about their offensive line problems but I can't get out of my head how good they've been against South Carolina and it's just They've just out-toughed them when they've had to. So I would expect a spirited effort from them, knowing that they might not have Levis. Uh, uh, it's supposed to be 30 degrees in Lexington Saturday night. So I'm not sure how Spencer Rattler is going to go about that. But that's a that game has taken on a, a life of its own with the uh, not knowing of Levis, and I don't I don't know if it's a a week. A weak injury. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, playing on in the future. So brutal to see because I thought he was starting to find himself knowing he was undermanned on his offensive line and he knew he had to do things more, you know, with his feet. So it's just unfortunate. I, I was expecting big things from him this year with with him, you know, coming back and, and having an opportunity mm-hmm. to to boost himself. So it's uh it's just tough to see. All right. Last year I had Army against Wake Forest. They did not get there. They tried like hell, but they did not get there. And now we have our – that game was at Mikey Stadium. Now we got Army at Wake. Wake up to 15 in the country after that win you mentioned 
in Tallahassee. The over-under 66, I believe Wake scored 60 themselves. Do you do anything with this game? Army off a loss to winless Georgia State. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Army's very good this year. This was an awful game last year where there was just no defense and was just a rough watch. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stay. I hate games like this where it's an obvious letdown spot for one team against Army who's just going to run, try and run the ball. It, it, it's, a, uh, it's a pass for me, this one. Sorry. Can't, can't have something there. every game. Exactly. That's why I want to make sure we asked and, and got everything out there. Anything else on the board? Because I have a question from a listener that I want to get to you with. No, I, 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 have, I think we've covered. We, we think we've covered every game that, that kind of uh, is intriguing to me or a side that I that I might play. What do we got? I'm worried about James Madison giving 11 and a half on the road going to Jonesboro. That Arkansas State hung around with Ohio State. They got some guys on that team. I'll interested to see what the Dukes do on the road there. Okay. But we had a question. Uh, sent to me on Twitter. If you have any questions, uh, my DMs are open on Twitter at StanfordSteve82. Here we go. This is from Michael Bear. Ready? This is mm-hmm. this is fantastic. Okay. Has anyone thrown out the idea of a seven-way tie in the Big Ten West? Because that's what I'm rooting for. I think I worked out a scenario where everyone goes three and three within the division and would then need to go one and two each against the East. Still highly unlikely because we would need Northwestern to win in College Park and Minnesota to lose to Rutgers in Indiana. But I'm looking at the standings. I have no idea what the tiebreakers are, assuming everyone just continues to beat up on each other. Just wanted to see if you or Bear had any idea how that works because if it gets really crazy, I think it's going to get into a non-divisional winning percentages or something like that. I'm rooting for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 in, in, in the Big Ten West ECC coastal uh, battle, I mean, let's, I mean, seriously, that's what we were kind of joking about before is like anyone outside of Northwestern can, can win that, can win that half of the, of the league. Like mm-hmm. Nebraska, as poor as they started, like, yeah, can still win that, win that, it, it, for it, whatever, it, four and five or whatever, whatever the hell they might be uh, mm-hmm. in, in the league. Yeah, I don't know the, the, the – I haven't looked at the tiebreak situation yet, but I will tell you that. I, I, I want that to happen. I want that to be our uh, our fun little punchline for the remainder of the year. Yes, that is see, something good to, to keep. I have to see if we can get um, ESPN analytics on, on that. Uh, run that. the uh, – see if they can run the – simulate the rest of the season to, to see how we can get a seven-way tie in the, uh, in the Big Ten and what the percent chance of that is. Uh, if that seven-way tie in the Big Ten West comes to fruition, uh, that would certainly qualify as a mayhem moment. And this mayhem moment is brought to you by Allstate. Uh, get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. Run the numbers. All right, multiple choice question. Mm-hmm. Favorite 20-point favorite to cover? 20-plus point. Michigan, Cincinnati, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio San State. Diego State, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Uh, how, how does Michigan State stop them? Like, I'm, I don't I'm know. not being I'm not being a wise ass. I'm like being being serious. I mean that, that game. I, I think it's 104 to like 12 
or 104 to 17 or something like that in the two years you, yeah. that the, that Nell's been there and they then they faced Ohio State and it was like 35 nothing I think at the end of the first quarter last year like like seriously how how did the barring awful weather and an injury which we never wanted to see happen like I mean the, the Michigan State defense is terrible uh, offensively they 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 they're having massive problems. They couldn't couldn't move the ball in Minnesota. I I, I, I don't see any way. If you, if you wanna you wanna tune into a fun broadcast on Saturday, uh, tune into the uh, the second half of Ohio State Michigan State on uh, on ABC with with Chris and Kirk and, and Holly. That'll be a that 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 could be a, a lot of uh, a lot of inside unintentional humor in in the second half of that one if the game goes the way uh, I think it might. Phenomenal job with the Aflac last week. I'm screaming at my TV, Jim Donnan, Jim Donnan, Jim Donnan. To get the nod from Chris and Kirk about good question, that that that, that made me feel good. Like they uh, they appreciated the uh, the hook, they appreciated the answer. They they pre- I, I think they were. I wanted to throw in there too on the air that Jimmy D was a a pretty damn good tennis player too, as opposed to a. Uh, uh, a really good quarterback. So, uh, yeah, it was good to give our guys some love. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Thinking so, of him. We're, we are still efforting a steamer. He says later in the year, he's got some things going on. Did we get there with your best bet from Daily Wager? Tennis last, in Tokyo last night. Yes, we did. There Cor- we go. Cor- yes, Cor- 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 1.75 for a set. So, nice. uh, over 10, over 10 and a half, plus 170 catches. Very good. Which, which 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 was great. I'm so I'm still mad at myself about last Friday on Daily Wager because I, I sent I sent Eddie and Harry the producers uh, Utah's my best bet, and then I for some reason I like changed it to NC State when I was taping the, the segment, and I was so pissed at myself that I did that because you know, Utah was a winner, and and the, the the late change of the best bet, I think the winning percentage of those has to be like three and four hundred and nine. It just doesn't happen. Who is the best one-loss team in the country? Who is the best one-loss? Hmm. Interesting. Let me uh, let me fire up. There you me, go. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the uh, go to the rankings and, and see see what we have here. I have my answer. I will say Mississippi State. I I really like what this team brings to the table when you look at that offense. And the defense, I think, is more than capable. Brutal, I know. Listen, and when you have a loss, most likely it's going to be a bad one this early in the season. But in their in their whole togetherness as a team, coaching, I think that team is going to be a problem for other teams in the West. Uh, I, I really, really like Rodgers. And they're way down in the rankings at 23rd. And the highest-ranked one losses are Utah, Oregon, Kentucky, yeah, they're they're uh, NC yeah, State. Like I yeah, think I, yeah, I, I might they're, take they're, Wake Forest after them. Yeah, they're they're Mississippi State, and I'll even give you Kansas State. Like yes, I, I think not, I think it might what. be one of those. To, like like Mississippi State and Kansas State should be certainly be ranked higher than BYU, Wake Forest, and NC State. I think for sure. I still can't believe Penn State's ranked tenth. I really can't. You think they should be ranked higher or lower? Way higher. They should be ranked higher than SC. No doubt in my mind. 
I, I, I would agree with you. I, I will say this. Obviously, next week we'll take care of that, whether they win or they lose. At the same I'm telling time, you right now. Go ahead. Sorry. Now, okay, at the same time, I think uh, it would be hard to justify moving them up off of last week where they were gross on offense and, and Northwestern was just so incapable and impotent of doing anything about it. But, uh, but I agree. I do think, I do think Penn state is, is, is better than that, but you know, the, the, the beauty is next week they get to prove it against uh, Michigan. If indeed they are. And I'll give you a look ahead right now. Jimmy Penn state. They, they will be in the column next week. Automatic. Well, what, 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 what do you think the number might be in that game? It's not going to be seven. I bet it is six. Really? I bet. I bet. I bet, I bet oh. it's. I bet it's six. I bet it's six and a half or seven. Wow. Yeah. All right. It's just just because of where it is. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I, but, you could be an alien and come to Earth, and you look at Michigan. You know that game's going to be at noon. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. But, but yeah, six six and a half, seven. I could be uh I could be really interested in taking Penn State there. Absolutely. So, Money line. See what it is. See Money it line is. it up. Uh bu- 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 bu. all right, we got to that. We got to that. You got a favorite underdog to win on the field. Uh Houston. And I know they're only a field goal for yep. field goal no, dog, say, so that's three. uh that's one. Here, here, here's what I put in the column. It's so funny. Like last year, the thing that was keeping me afloat in the column were like was like the great success that I had with like the underdogs winning against a an ATS record that was subpar. Or where I like to be. Like this week, this year is completely opposite. Twenty-one eight and one in the column ATS wise, and only three of the sixteen underdogs I played have uh, have won outright. So yeah, this week I have uh, UNLV. LSU, Purdue, Houston, Florida State, and Arizona. Those were the uh, those are the six dogs. I mean, none of them are mass. I mean, Arizona is, but everyone else is pretty uh, pretty reasonable, right? Right around a field goal or so. Yeah, I wanted to do that right now because I want to take Rutgers, Houston, Purdue, and a money line parlay, which gets me ten to one. Eleven to one. Mm. Done. The, Rucker Houston way, Purdue. Way, you you making a you make an in podcast wager? I'm gonna make one. Fire away. I, I, I found uh, I found San, I found San Jose State by the way at uh, at six to one six to one somewhere. So I was there able to go. get I was able to get better than uh, better than five five fifty got six. Makes now I have to, now I have to watch Rutgers Nebraska. Well, you're watching it anyway. Uh, yeah, we are working tomorrow night. Uh, I got to watch the Mets too. I can't believe the season after all this <laughs> season's going to be over. Freaking! No, I don't um, think so. I, I don't think so. I think I think they'll beat the Padres. I'm just happy they're not playing the Braves. That's all. <laughs> That's I, it. I, like honestly, like you're you're. I mean, I know they don't have Marte in the lineup, and hopefully they can get out of the series and they can have him for the rest of the playoffs, which which I guess is kind of the plan. Hopefully, but you're worried about Blake Snell and you Darvish. Like, come on. This isn't like Yeah, because the Mets lineup, man. Like, Mets lineup scares the heck out of me. Uh, it, was funny, it was funny. We talked we talked about that prop yesterday on uh on Daily Wager about the uh will, will the World Series winner be AL or NL and 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 Doug seemed to be uh interested in my philosophy there that take the uh if you're looking to play like the NL, 
because you get the Braves, Mets, and Dodgers there at 130, and then you can just take the Astros at like 375 or whatever, maybe a little. So I don't, I don't think the Astros are the only team in the AL capable of winning it. I'm just telling you right now, okay? Now that this is over, we got there with 62. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Barstool for putting that up five to one at the All-Star break. That was that was a nice get. We had to wait a while, but we yeah. got there. But I'm going to say this. He is going to be insane in this postseason. Aaron Judge, is, he, he, he's – with this off his back, I, I, he's going to do. He's going to. He's going to dominate the postseason. And or, team, everyone, or, team, or teams might do what they should have been doing all along, which is started doing at the end of the year and just not pitching to him and make the the rest of the lineup beat you. Not not in the playoffs. That ain't happening. That okay. ain't happening. Did you read the article? That Ezekiel Elliott didn't go to the game because he didn't want to drive to Arlington. <laughs> Micah Parsons had a suite at the stadium, and he said, I didn't want to drive to Arlington. It's a problem to drive to Arlington. You're Ezekiel uh, Elliott. You get somebody to drive you to Ar- Arlington. Correct. I was going to say, I, th- I think you can get a car a car service for probably the 15-minute ride that he is from from, from where he lives to Arlington. I mean, ridiculous. Ay, But I was so bummed yesterday because I had that nice middle on the Rockies set up, and they pissed away so many games against the Giants, and they, they, the ultimate tease yesterday, man. You, you take the first three for the Dodgers. You're sitting there on 68, 1-1 in the fifth, and then Turner goes yard, and it's over. The dream of the middle is over. Done. Big Mike Happy Recap. That should do it here. Big Mike Happy Recap. I have Oregon State minus the points, TCU minus the points, the over in the Washington-Arizona State game, and the over at the Snake Pit, Purdue and Maryland. You, sir. Yeah, give me Houston plus three, Arizona plus 13. Uh, give me Auburn under nine and a half team points. Uh, and I'm strongly thinking about Notre Dame uh, minus three and a half and Texas A&M under 13 and a half as well. All righty. Travel safe, my friend. Uh and enjoy the games wherever you are. Enjoy Lawrence. Tell everybody I said hello. Be careful out there. Take us away. I certainly will. Be careful. Good travel. Good game tonight. Uh, three games in three days. Always fun. And the less you bet, the more you lose when you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN.